just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. Okay. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us in another episode of Just Me. Um, we're going to continue this episode with talk about intergenerational trauma. Last episode, we discussed um, how historical and how collective trauma kind of shows up in our day-to-day life um, with behaviors, with symptoms, with actions. Um, and we're going to carry on this conversation with how intrafamilial trauma, that is maybe trauma that happens between your caregiver and you, is passed down and how it impacts you. It can be very impactful over the holidays. We have Thanksgiving coming up. We have Christmas coming up. And so sometimes we have to go back into environments that are just as triggering um, as once before. And so what that looks like, how we work through it, how we support one another. Um, so let's dive right in. Miss Smith, take it away. Hello, so hello and welcome once again. So what I am going to talk about is whenever you are going back into that environment and people have not seen you in a couple of months or a couple of years or within a year, but probably a couple of years due to the fact that we just, you know, got out of COVID, not really out of it, but, you know, everybody is meeting up again, is that, you know, sometimes we are not consciously aware of the comments and the gestures that we say to one another. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over some of these gestures and comments that people may say. And I am going to provide examples of probably why those situations have not occurred. But I am going to talk about it from a traumatic standpoint. And I'm hoping that if you're the one that's making these gestures and comments, that after I discuss this or after this podcast today, that you will be mindful of how you communicate to your family members or loved ones or people in general that you may see. So you're on, you know, you're at this dinner, and someone will say, "Well, why are you why you haven't?" Not married yet, or why you're not married. And we need to be mindful of how or why, or should we even conversate that to someone? Because the reason why they may not be married is because they may have distrust as it relates to relationships. And that could be based upon traumatic concerns as it relates to being raped by their father or molested by their uncle. And because these two people were, you entrusted them to take care of you and show you how relationships should look, they did not do that. So you're prob- that person probably is not married because they don't know how to build relationships with someone that they want to marry, or they don't know what relationships are. So. That's why we should scale back and think about 
how we communicate with people, especially as it relates to why you're not married, because you don't know what are the reasons behind why they're not married. And those are two traumatic concerns that may be the reason why they're not married. The second one is weight. Oh, you don't gain a lot of weight. Are you still big? And you're still just, you're getting bigger. Well, someone that may have been traumatized or dealing with unresolved trauma, their coping mechanism may be eating. And because they eat, because of the retriggering of the trauma, it will cause them to, to gain weight. So when you ask them or you comment, comment about their weight, you're adding more concerns as it relates to them trying to move through their trauma. Another situation is, wow, you still dress like a boy. You've been doing that all your life. When are you going to start wearing your girly things? Well, maybe they are dressed like a male because three or four females within the family had molested them. So, or three or four males in the family that may have molested them. So maybe they are doing this to protect themselves. Maybe this is their new identity. Maybe, you know, this is what they want to do. But yet, you making those comments, once again, are triggering them. And it's making them more difficult to move through the trauma. Another one is, well, haven't you had kids? You know, don't you know you're approaching 40 or 45 and you haven't had kids yet? When are you going to start having kids? Well, they may be dealing with infertility. They may have been raped when they were younger and it has affected their um, system to the point where they can't have kids. And the, and the last thing is, you know what? Now, this is why I'm here. Your face is so big. Every time I see you, it seems like your face is bigger. Now, I'm past my trauma, but I was bullied as a young girl when they used to call my face big. Now, if I wasn't able to move forward past that, that would re-trigger me as it relates you, to you talking about my face. So I done gave you five situations, I done gave the audience five situations where we express comments and when we're expressing comments, we're not thinking through as it relates to the comments that we're expressing and how it affects the person on the other end. So there are so many other statements that are not appropriate or um, people utilize as a way to start conversations. So what I want you to do is be mindful as it relates to how you communicate with one another and really process your thoughts before you speak. And one way to do that is to ask those open-ended questions. For example, instead of, oh, you're not married yet? Or, 
oh, when are you going to have some kids? Instead of asking those direct questions, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? What's going on in your world? So that gives the person the opportunity to share what they want to, and it's less judgmental. Yeah. And like how you say that too, and it's not always what you say, it's how you say it. Because you can be real condescending in your in the tone of your voice when it, when you say it, and that can bring somebody even further down. You know, it's like, girl, like, what? And like, you. you know, you know, like, like you stand you know, you losing weight. Your husband, you get all the food. That's what I need because I'm so small. But again, like if you hadn't dealt with it, then that can be another another trigger. So, and we're so easy. I like a saying that says loose lips sink ships. Remember that saying? Yeah. 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 And we, and we are guilty for sinking a lot of ships. Unintentionally. Intentionally. Unintentional. So, and I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation again right before the holidays too. So when we enter into those arenas that personally, myself, I have to make sure I remind myself before I speak, make sure, you know, check what I'm saying, check how I'm saying and is it appropriate or can I rephrase what I'm saying like you had mentioned, Sasha? Yes. Oh, like at an like, Yes. And I was getting ready to say the same thing. I like how Sasha said, as it relates to asking open-ended questions, so that allowed them to steer the conversation the way they want it to be steered. And and you go along with the conversation as it relates to what they express. And so with that being said, you're meeting that person where they are. Yeah, because a lot of times you you can take that person like I I showed up ready, and as soon as you say that comment, that's my trigger, and everything that I built up getting the big mom of the house, I just lost. So now me personally, I'm gonna start starting to look around. Oh, who else is watching me? I might start pulling up budget or closing my coat because I don't want nobody to see my body. I'm I'm gonna start having physical symptoms, and when they show up. It can, it can make or break a, a, a family gathering. Again, so say, say my trauma happened at Big Mama's house and uh, I put everything I went into to say I'm going to go because I don't want to break tradition because everybody shows up at Big Mama's house for Thanksgiving. If I don't show up, it's going to do this. So I'm going to plug it up and I'm going to show up. And here, trying to get there, I lost all this sleep. Because I really don't want to go in there because I'm already stressed because that event isn't nothing happened. Don't know. But all my trauma happened there and I don't have a good experience there. Or Uncle Bob was the person that touched me inappropriately and I know he's going to be there. And in the moment I get that trigger, either I'm at the event or even like leading up, I start having all these different physical symptoms. I know, I know for me, um, definitely the sleep pattern is affected because I can be having a uh, reoccurring nightmares of that what happened might be in the past if it's not resolved. I could um 
just feel um, more anxious than ever before because here it is. I know it's been five or 10 years, but every time I see him or every time I smell him or if it's um, this uncle that's always drunk, every time this happens, there's got to be a fight. I don't like how he talks to his children. And when they might accept it, I don't like it. So when I hear that, here I go again. Um, I actually become very irritable. Whether, I, whether I'm in the event or now you say, well, why are you already acting like you bougie? You know, why are you not? Why are you not talking? Why are you all quiet? I might have my reasons, but the more people that come in and, and make those little comments, again, here I go back. My scale went from zero to 100. Mm-hmm. You can be you can be easily um, startled or paranoid. Because again, if um, if that person, if if it was say like we're gonna we've been talking of abuse, whether it's sexual abuse or physical abuse, if that person is there, and a lot of times, especially in um in the black community, we um we sweep those things under the rug, and everybody know that Uncle Bob shouldn't be there or Uncle Bob is this way, and yet they like the event did not happen. And you're so frustrated because you want to talk about it, but you can't talk about it because family said, or not, this is not the, this is not the right time. This is not the right time. And then again, you're, you're not, um, as a child too, um, you're kind of more forced to be in an environment. As an adult, we kind of can say whether I'm a go or not. But if you have a child that's dealing with it and a parent, um, is making a child go and they really have reasons or hesitation and they might, hey, I got a stomachache trying to fake it out uh, because they don't want to go. But that's another symptom too. Like my stomach is all torn. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it in, in that in different episodes, how people handle stress, the physical symptoms that they start to manifest physically. And sometimes we don't realize it. Like with the the moments leading up or the the days or the weeks leading up as we are um, expected to maybe fix a dish for for the dinner or for the brunch or for um, the lunch, whatever, whatever gathering we do have, we may be expected to fix a dish. But the act of fixing that dish, knowing that we're getting ready to go to this family gathering can create that much more stress. It can create for me. I know it creates when I'm when it's leading up to something for me, I procrastinate. Everything else becomes important. I procrastinate. Um, I will get headaches. I can't sleep. I'll get overwhelmed and it'll be hard for me to concentrate. I'll get very scatterbrained. Sasha, mm-hmm. I really like how you said. I gave that example about fixing a dish because people are not aware of how they mind play a part with their reactions. Because someone mind can go, I am fixing a potato pie to go to an event where my molester is going to be there. So that means I will be, I'm serving him after what he did to me, or I'm serving people that know what has happened to me and they have not said anything. 
So the the trauma that comes into fixing a dish to go to an event where you're about to relive your trauma. And it how your mind play a part in that. Yes. And even if it's something as far as sexuality, mm-hmm. I know that my family doesn't accept how I want to present my sexuality. If I identify as a homosexual person or if I identify as a transgender person, I know that I have to suppress who I am in order to save face for the family. And as I'm preparing this dish, I know that I have to push everything down inside of me because A, I don't want to disrupt my grandmother. I don't want to cause um, an argument with my mom and or dad, whatever that may be. And I just want, this is a time that I don't want it to be about me, but I know that inside I'm struggling. Wow. It's real, guys. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, you, 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 like you said, um, you don't realize leading up to the holidays. For me, this is the first probably Thanksgiving that I announced early. I'm not cooking and I'm going to be home. Normally, if I don't cook, it's because I'm out of town for the holiday. Which, but when you're home, my me always, that's Thanksgiving. But the anxiety and the stress, I see it. I don't want it. I don't know if it's going to cause anxiety and stress for others because now, well, what am I going to do? But I gave them enough notice that uh, you make arrangements for, uh, for Thanksgiving opposed to depending on, okay, you don't have to worry about standing in line fighting over $3.90 turkey, making sure you got all the celery. I'm going to get all that. I'm using all of my money, can't pay my bills next month, trying to feed 35 people and y'all just come in with a hungry belly. I'm not, I don't want to do that stress. But the years that I was doing it, you know, oh, here I go again. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got my edges back and I'm not losing them. Not for no holiday. <laughs> and when we think about that, so yeah, the, some of the symptoms that we experience um, individually can also be played out in behaviors. Mm. For me, it's procrastination. I will, everything else becomes important all of a sudden. And I'm like, oh, I got to, you know, wash these clothes or I got to clean the house or I got to, girl, your clothes was there a week ago, okay? (laughs) Now all of a sudden it's important. Um, But some other behaviors um, besides procrastination, avoidance. So procrastination and or avoidance, I'm avoiding doing this task because I know that it's going to bring up uncomfortable feelings and uncomfortable thoughts for me. Um, We may get snappy with our kids. We may get snappy with our spouse or loved one um, before we even get to the event because we're just so wound up and we're so tense. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, We may have an increase in unhealthy behaviors. So in order to calm our nerves, it may be, okay, well, let me just, let me just self-medicate. Let me just um, have a little bit extra to drink tonight or let me have a little bit extra um, smoking on a whatever you want to smoke on or use whatever you want to use just to help my mind disassociate from it because I know it's about to be some stress, but this temporary feeling right here and now that I'm going to get the relief from the substance that I use is going to be enough to ease my anxiety right now. 
something else could be, you began to, and this could be maybe months before, you began to do physical changes with your body. So it may be that um, for some people, maybe getting a tummy tug, maybe getting a breast lift, maybe getting um, different type of changes that we do to our body in order to reduce that recurrence of undesirable feelings. And it doesn't have to be just because of the holidays, but it could be from years and years and years of maybe comments being made and then going back to that trauma. So that when the holidays come, that you're looking for a different reaction from people. And I'm doing that by changing my body or who I am or covering up who I am. So clients that I work with who are still uncomfortable with announcing their sexuality to people will, instead of maybe dressing how they usually would dress or wearing nail polish how they usually would, um, as they're going back to their families, their caregivers for the holiday, they may feel like they have to suppress and cover that up. So taking off nail polish, um, dyeing their hair back a regular color in order to kind of suppress any of the psychological damage that has already occurred besides being with the family during the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me, I also get very defensive, get very short response, short tempered. I know my friends and my family who know me are like, oh, you're irritable. Oh, I can't, you know what? You in a mood right now, Sasha, because I give very short responses. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It, It doesn't. I'm usually a talker, but when I start to give short responses, people just know not to even talk to me anymore. But that could be another indication that stress is building up. So your behavior is changing because you're not looking forward to the event that's about to happen with this um, during the holiday that can um, bring up more trauma. And then cussing people out. That unhealthy behavior, that unhealthy communication. When we feel like we are becoming um, in danger, when we feel like we need to protect ourselves, when we feel like we need to hurry up and protect ourselves from maybe unhealthy or unwanted um, events, we began to get very defensive. It's that fight. I'm going to cut you out or I'm going to say something that's very aggressive to you in order to protect myself, in order to shut you down, or I'm just not going to show up. And so... Some of those things are behaviors in addition to the symptoms in order to protect ourselves as we go and we try to save face for our family, but then also try to manage the trauma that we're already dealing with and how it's being recurrent, how it's coming up mm-hmm. as we go to the holidays. So, so, so what do you feel is like the, um, the safety zone? I, I like, especially when you talk about, um, the sexuality and how you have to suppress who you are or um, whatever feelings. If I really don't want to go to Big Mama house or the aunt with the big house to celebrate this, how can we effectively communicate that and still be okay with it? Opposed to, you know what, here I go again, knowing I don't want to do it. Because again, my example would be, I know I don't want to cook Thanksgiving. I don't care how many people ask. I'm not going to do it. If I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. I want to do it, 
but I'm not going to do it because I said I want to do it for them, but not for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to make me priority this year. Absolutely. I think that what you did, Ms. Tracy, is you told them, gave them enough forewarning, giving people enough forewarning, knowing, being in tune with yourself enough to say, hey, I need to set this boundary ahead of time. That's not to say that I don't want to be with the family. And I think that that's where sometimes we assign these roles when we began to have these holiday gatherings where, okay, my mom is going to cook this. My sister's going to cook this. My dad's going to do this, um, you know, um, deep fry the turkey. And we assign these roles with expectations. When in all actuality, we take these layers back and the basis of the holiday is to reconnect with family, is to reconvene with some of the more um, enjoyable times, prosperous times. So if you know that's going to create that anxiety for you, that stress for you, letting people know ahead of time what you feel comfortable doing, what you feel comfortable not doing. And it's not to say that you don't want to be around the family. It's to say that, hey, this is my boundary. And I don't don't want to blur it. That's easier said than done, though. Easy, very much easier said than done. And that's why we're even having these conversations is because a lot of times it's hard to recognize what we feel uncomfortable with within ourselves. Sometimes we just begin to get irritable and we're like, dang, or, or our spouse is like, or our, our kids are like, mom, you're a lot more irritable today or you're a lot more irritable coming up, um, you know, going into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday mm-hmm. or Mom, why'd you yell at me? I didn't even do anything this time. You know, you're so used to responding that you're not listening to what other people are saying. So knowing your own reactions, knowing your own body, that can help to allow you to do a self-check. I like that. So, so too, if you know that you are, again, we're leading up to the holidays. If you already experiencing some of these feelings or symptoms or having these behaviors, and again, you're used to, I know what they're going to say as soon as I get there because I'm not married and everybody else is married. I know grandma is going to say, when I'm going to get them great grands or something, I know it. So preparing yourself to, I think, let me rewind, it's an expectation and maybe don't have that expectation asked to say, Sasha, are you going to be attending the gathering this year? Opposed to, oh, I know she's going to be there. And this is what she's gonna do. Sharina, are you are you gonna make Christmas this year? I expect you to be there, but are you gonna make it? I can I can simply come in. And then when I have that conversation, whoever's like say hosting the event, and you understand, no, not this year, that might can give you some leeway to handle some of those. I'm about to lead up to something that I really don't want to go into. We can kind of prepare. Prepared our people that are arriving, or in how many weeks we got? We got about 10 days, two days, two weeks, within a week. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. Okay. You know, you don't want to go to Big House, but you're still going. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, some of this information, you have time to, to rethink that. Is, is it healthy for you to really show up? Or are you really showing up? Yes. Yeah. And as people, you know, what people struggle with is that they feel as if they don't have choices. 
-hmm. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. If you're able to move around, you have free will. So you can make that decision if you're going to go. And if you you do decide to go and these physical symptoms come up, remove yourself. So you you have options, but we want and we're giving you this information today is because we want you to know that the symptoms and the behaviors that you're experiencing are normal for people that have unresolved trauma or are dealing with traumatic symptoms in the present. But you have options, and and as parents, listen to your children. Start watching your children and see if any of their behaviors are changing now because they might be in a position where I, I, I just don't know how to say it. Yes. Because, I, yes. because I'm scared. So, so um, watch, watch your children's behaviors if it has been changing or if you notice any type of change in it. And then ask them those questions too and, li- and really listen to them. And maybe you might rethink when you bring your child this year. Correct. Because most of the time, a lot of these traumatic experiences that we're talking about are from childhood. And the whole the whole goal is to not perpetuate the traumas that have happened. So when we think about our, our kids, we as adults, we can remove ourselves. We can recognize sometimes what's going on in our own bodies, in our own minds. And you're like, "Mm, if I say this to my mom. I'm going to get in trouble. So let me just step outside and smoke a cigarette or let me just step outside and do this because I don't want to start anything. But for our kids who are still learning how to have that voice and recognize that they don't want to be disrespectful, it's a lot harder. We as adults can remove ourselves. Children cannot. Correct. And so we have to be a lot more aware and vigilant around about what's going on around them and what's going on inside of ourselves so that we are not perpetuating some of these traumatic comments and traumatic events. Because just as much as there are people who have been sexually abused, physically abused, or experienced domestic violence, some of the comments that have been passed down from family members to family members can be that much more, that much more um, hurtful as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys so much. I definitely, this evening, we will be having um, a live Facebook discussion about from a couple of different professionals, um, including myself, Ms. Sharina, Ms. Tracy. Um, We have another representative, um, two more male representatives and um, within the counseling field. So I definitely encourage you guys to tune in. Um, It's from six o'clock to seven o'clock as we begin to dive more into this issue of intergenerational trauma and how we go about managing our own trauma as we go into the holidays. So definitely, definitely, definitely take care of yourself so we can take care of each other. We hope to see you guys soon. All righty. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com backslash 
Just Me Podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.